What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the TWC Stay Hated Podcast. On this episode, I got a chance to sit down and chat with tattoo artist Kevin Stress. Um, Before I get into the details of the episode, just want to remind you guys the Patreon is up and running. It's a great way to support the show. There's all sorts of different levels there and loyalty rewards and all sorts of cool stuff. Um, If you don't want to do that, if you could share, uh, like, subscribe, comment, tell your friends, whatever. And if you don't want to do that and you want to just sit and listen, that's cool too. And I appreciate you guys. This shit will always be free because I enjoy doing it. Um, This episode was radical. Kevin is the fucking man. He's a sick artist, and uh, we got a chance to chat at a at a party, you know, or a get together uh, a few weeks ago. And I was just like, man, I gotta get this fucking guy on the podcast. He's so cool. So um, he's got a really cool story about how he got into tattooing and meditation and all sorts of stuff. This is a great episode. Lots of value in it. Obviously, there's nothing about powerlifting, but. Even if you're a powerlifter, make sure you listen to this shit because there's a ton of fucking value here. So um, I don't want to give anything else away. That's all I got for an intro. This is episode 115 of the TWC Stay Hated podcast. Enjoy it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the TWC Stay Hated Podcast. On this episode, I am joined by Kevin Stress. Kevin is a co-owner of the tattoo shop Enso Tattoos in uh, Columbus, Ohio. He is super rad. He does some mixed martial arts stuff, some martial arts stuff. He's really good at tattooing. He does some meditation stuff, and um, he's a rad guy and a badass artist. So I wanted to make sure I got him on the show. We've kind of been doing the phone tag thing for a little bit here. I'm super stoked to have him. Kevin, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course, dude. I actually, uh, when we left that like little Halloween shindig, it was like as soon as I got in the car, I looked at Val and I was like, I gotta get him on the show. <laughs> I got I got yelled at for talking to you the whole night. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I was like I gotta get this fucking guy on the show. So um, I'm stoked. So as far as uh, so let's just get like some of the easy stuff out of the way. So like, uh, how old are you now? Like, how did you and how long have you been tattooing? Sure, uh, I, I'm 40 now, and I started tattooing in 2005. So I'm getting close to going on my you know, 15th, 16th year tattooing. Okay. And is that, did you have to do like a long rigorous apprenticeship type thing with that? No. no. So I uh, am one of the ones that I I was kind of like a self-taught tattooer. And um, I actually started tattooing out of my house before I even was working at a shop. So I was kind of a kitchen wizard starting off. No Um, shit. And then, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So I never actually had a formal apprenticeship. I, I went from working out of my house to actually getting a job at a legit shop. Um, and it was, it was pretty crazy. I got, I got hired in just as someone had quit and I was working by myself there from 12 to 12. Um, and it was down at OSU campus and it was just, it was busy, busy. And I had, you know, no real idea what I was doing. Um, and I, I stayed there for a, a, a little while and ended up moving on to uh, another shop where I got what was considered like a working apprenticeship where they helped me out quite a bit with 
what I was doing and, and what I was doing wrong and all that. So. Sure. Yeah. So that's like pretty rare. Like I just, <laughs> I don't really, I don't want to speak. <laughs> at, I don't want to speak out of turn. I just, in my mind, I'm like, Shit. yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's like frowned upon highly, I think. Um, but it's, <laughs> I, you know, it's just, it's how I got into it. And, uh, you know, it wasn't the most glamorous intro to tattooing, but uh, it got me to where I'm at today. So, uh, you know, to me, uh, it's, it, it doesn't matter how I got into it. It's what I did with it. So, yeah, that's something that's like uh, when people ask, like in my world, you know, like if if you could change anything about your early training or your early whatever in the industry, like what would you change? And it's the answer is always kind of like nothing. Cause I like where I'm at right now. Like, so, yeah. and with all the like experience, I'm sure it's kind of a similar thing with you where like those experiences probably made you a better tattooer or a uh, business owner now. Yeah, for sure. I feel like, especially the way I started, I ended up just becoming a really well-rounded um, tattooer because I was just doing everything. I was completely thrown to the wolves. So, you know, whatever came through the door is what I had to do. Um, <laughs> so even like learning from someone, you know, you learn their specific style and their little quirks and things that they've picked up along the lines. And to not have that, I kind of just made my own recipe, sure. um, which I've now, you know, passed on to Kurt, um, who, you know, very well. Um, and yeah, no, I wouldn't have changed a bit. I think it was the proper way for me to end up where I was. Fucking right. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So like, why, like, like why art for you, like for you, you know, like I feel like, um, people who are creative and especially like self starters like that, like if you're going to like, you know, you're passionate about something, you want to make a career out of it and it's an art thing. It's like kind of abstract lifestyle. It's different. Like why art for you? Like how did you, you know, come to figure out that you were creative or like, what's the story? I feel like everybody's kind of like, I feel like artists and uh, artists and entrepreneurs are kind of like unhinged or fucked up in some sort of way to get there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So like why art for you? Uh, I, I feel like it was the one thing I never really did <laughs> completely fail at. Um, <laughs> it was, it was a pretty, uh, a constant through my life. It was something I was able to use for all, you know, sorts of things, not just like, you know, now it's obviously it's, it's my job, it's financial, it's other things like that. But, you know, at an early age, it was an escape for a lot of things and, uh, you know, just a way to kill time. But it was the one thing I always, always did. And I think, at a real young age, my mom recognized that and kind of pushed it, um, which I'm super thankful for also because I, I really didn't do too well at other things in life, working-wise, job-wise. Sure. Um, I, I just didn't fit the format, you know? Yeah. Um, were you, were you like, painting and drawing at a young age, or did you, like, have to – is that yeah. – you? so you were in it right away. You were into, like, the painting and the different art stuff? Yeah, for sure. Um, at a super, super young age, probably. I mean, I have little comics and stuff I was making when I was five or six years old. <laughs> and you, um, st- you have them? Yeah, yeah, I still have them. Yeah, my oh, mom that's so them. Cool. actually gave them to me when I when I had my children. She gave me a bunch of stuff from when I was a kid. Uh-huh. And now my son's doing that stuff too around the same age, so it's really cool to see. 
Ah, oh, that's that must be really cool to see, like uh, sort of like snow globe status. Where you're like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so awesome. I yeah, bet. It's super cool. I bet. So, uh, as far as like those early years of tattooing, you said you were kind of a kitchen wizard. Uh, would it be a correct assumption that you were like partying and whatnot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. I was really big in the. Uh, um, punk scene in Columbus, uh, in the late 2000s or in the early, uh, 2000s, late nineties. And I was doing band flyers and painting leather jackets and just doing all kinds of stuff like that. And, you know, everybody was always like, Oh, you should tattoo. Blah, blah. <laughs> and it literally, it kind of evolved from that. And it was, it was like, just, you know, a bunch of rowdy dudes at the end of a show coming back over to my house and getting tattooed for quite some time. Uh, and that's, that's how I cut my chops on that one. Oh, that's but. so sick that, that like, <laughs> that's so sick, dude. Cause well, like, so I grew up my, my, uh, both of my older sisters were like really into like punk rock and skinhead culture as that when I was a kid. So I got exposed to that shit when I was really young and it's like, yeah, you know the the painted leather jackets and the bondage pants and all that stuff. So yeah. when you say like, you know, like the flyers, I can like picture like the punk rock flyers with the fucking yeah. like I, I can like see it, you know. And um, that lifestyle is pretty fucking wild. It's it's weird for me, uh, like kind of knowing you. You seem so calm, dude. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's I mean the stress thing was a, a nickname that I got from back then and that's what people they just call me stress because i was losing my fucking mind all the time um <laughs> really <laughs> and it, yeah and so that's just that's just how people ended up knowing me in columbus and the name stuck so no it's shit not re- it's not my real last name just <laughs> a, a given name from back in the day so were you you were wound pretty tight in back like during all that time <laughs> yeah you could say that <laughs> cool uh so so you kind of bounced around you said you worked at one shop and then you you know you, you moved on from there and um how like i feel like so you said you're 40 so you kind of started a little late when it comes to like the tattoo world correct yeah i was about 25 um when i actually started you know tattooing okay um, and it was and i could i just you know i dropped out of school and I traveled all over. Um, I'm just, I, you know, I, I guess squatting in some form or another and went up and down the East coast and just, you know, it's not wasting time, but I didn't, uh, I didn't do much for a little while. And that was, that was right at, uh, around 2000, 2001. Okay. Um, um, but yeah, I wasn't doing much of anything with myself or my life. And I, you know, my friends were all starting to get in trouble and, um, you know, I had a lot of, uh, drug addicted friends and, and we were all going through our own battles and doing our own thing. And most people were, were losing their battles and I just need to change my life altogether. And again, that's what, you know, art became an, an escape for me and gave me an outlet and gave me a, an opportunity to do something different with myself. And that's oh. part of the motivation for me just, just doing it, you know, out of my house was, I just knew that it was, it was maybe something I would be good at. Maybe something I, I could use to get out of this rut of whatever our lives were becoming. Sure. Yeah. And so, so you like when you're, when you're doing the tattoos and um, in the, 
fucking kitchen or living room or whatever like at that point did you have like you said like you had an idea that this was something that you could turn your life into yeah so i i mean we we i had a i had a friend that also was working legitimately at a shop and he ended up quitting and we kind of just opened up shop in my house because we were so busy and he didn't want to work he didn't want to work for anybody anymore he had enough of that and knew that i was you know doing it out of the house and and you know, somewhat successfully. Um, and so he wanted to, you know, we kind of got in on that together and doing that, it made me think like, man, this is just like what a shop is, you know, and I could <laughs> <laughs> legitimize myself a little bit if I could get out of this, you know? Right. And I, 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 I was getting tattooed quite a bit too. So I had friends in, in the scene or whatever that, um, you know, they were just like, no one's going to take you seriously and blah, blah, blah. Sure. Was, was that a hard, was that a hard leap to make? Like, um, kind of being self-made, um, cause it seems, and again, tell me if I'm speaking that term, but it, it seems from the outside looking in and I've, I've hung around a bunch of shops, um, that it's definitely like a, I, I don't mean all boys club in the way that's like only men, but like an all boys club where it's like, they, like, it's expected that you kind of like take your licks and like have to go through a certain process to get respect in that industry. Did you have a hard sure. time? Did you have a hard time? Like, you know, garnering that respect from, from the industry, like when you were stepping into legitimate shops? Um, I, I guess that's kind of a tough question. I guess I don't, I, I didn't really have a problem with what I was doing and I was getting tattooed by a lot of people, a lot of like the heavy hitters in the city. Sure. Um, at the time. And I was getting, I mean, I was getting tattooed a lot, um, putting my time in with a lot of these people. And, you know, some of them I kind of had their blessing from and the others, you know, wanted me to not be doing that at all. And, you, you know, haters are going <laughs> to, but it, it doesn't matter what you do. You know, there's always somebody, but it, sure. it's, um, yeah, I don't, yeah, that's a tough question. It was it was tough and easy at the same time. I'm one of the, I kind of like when I want to do something, I, I have blinders on, and, <laughs> yeah. and I, like eye on the prize. And when I decided that's what I wanted to do, I didn't. I, I've never really been concerned with what people think about me or what I'm doing, and I didn't then. Perfect. You know, nor, nor, nor do I now with what I'm doing. You yeah. know, um, yeah. it's, it's, I love that, I dude. Just, it's simple. It's just like. Maybe they were bummed about it, but you don't know because you didn't fucking care. That's awesome. Like, I love that. Um, I've got other things to worry about. Sure. Yeah. So you've obviously become very successful, you know, like you can see it on, you know, I know it because I've spoken to you, but also like you can see it on this, like you're booked out. You've got fucking tons of clients. You're sick at tattooing. Like you've turned it into this whole career and it's awesome. Um, and you, you had a, a book come out as well, correct? Yeah, I did. I put out a book a couple of years back um, that really helped my career kind of um, propelled me in a different direction again. Um, I had just a few really great things happen in my career um, that always it just kind of propelled me forward, and that was another one of them. Sure. Um, and that was it was it wasn't even my idea. <laughs> I was kind of like pushed into it. Uh, it's just people kept suggesting it uh, that I should put this book out, and uh, so I, I ended up doing it and. Um, just on a whim and, and put it out and I ended up having to do uh, three editions of it and it sold worldwide and um, it's, it was 
that was a great, you know, tool for me in growth in my career. And, um, it just ended up becoming a lot of work as well. So I, I just continued <laughs> it a few years back also. Um, cause it, it's tough to do something like that where you put your artwork, your, you know, your hard earned work and your soul into something. And the, the whole time you're doing it, you're also learning and you're leveling up too. And then to put all that stuff into a book, at the end of it, I felt like I had gotten so much better that I was almost embarrassed to put that stuff out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, you know, yeah, that's crazy to think about. It's like, sometimes I think about that, about like old lifting videos on my Instagram that I want to delete. Cause they look like trash. <laughs> it, you know, I, I think about that and I'm like, fuck, I should maybe take those, but it's part of the process. So, uh, what was, it the, is. what was the name of the book? Like year of the snake year, or year of the snake. Yeah. And it was, it was the year of the snake. And I started off as like a sketch project where I was just drawing a snake a day. And I think I got, I'm not even like a month into it and people were like, Oh, you should do a sketchbook. And then, I felt like a year of sketches would get really boring. So it, it, it just evolved into a whole thing where it was, you know, um, sketches, paintings, art. Uh, there's even instructional bits in there and tattoos, just a, a, an entire year's worth of work on one particular subject matter. And it was all done. Did you do all of it uh, in that like traditional sort of Japanese style? That's like a lot of it is, yeah. There's like um, traditional Sumi paintings. It's all um, you know Asian art influenced. I would say pretty heavily. Okay. Um, but I mean, it's filled you know back to back. It's hundreds of drawings, tons of tons of work, um, and it was a ton of fun to do. But like I said, I, I like immortalized one part of my life in a book. Oh, um, that's and, sick. And that was part of me wanting to discontinue it too was like, I felt like I had just gotten so much further past that. Sure. I I just didn't want it to be out there that much anymore. Uh, can, can you like still purchase that book or is it like super limited? Like, like if someone searched that, could they find it? There's a, there's one bookstore in Europe that still has a few copies left last time I heard. Damn. Um, I know a few, I know a few people that have ordered it from them. Um, but other than that, uh, it, it is a discontinued book and it is not, um, as far as I know, you can't get it in any, um, bookstores or tattoo distributors anymore. Damn. That's so cool though, because people who, who were lucky enough to have one kind of have like a snapshot of like at least a year of evolution for you, as far as your artistic stuff. That is fucking cool, man. That, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, it's cool too. Like just to, you know, I'll run into people at conventions and, and someone will say something to me like, Oh man, I got your book back in the day and it helped me a ton or whatever. It was awesome. You know, it's like, damn, that's so cool because I've lost sleep over that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's rad, man. That's really cool. So, um, so then, so you had that, that's you, obviously that was very successful. Let's talk about the, uh, kind of moving along here. Like how, let's talk about Enso. Like, you you have your own shop, dude. Like it, that's sick. Like what, uh, how did that come to pass? Like, how did you make the decision to say like, all right, I'm going to fucking have my own business. Yeah. Um, it, it kind of just, again, it was just like a natural evolution of things. I never went into this business wanting or thinking I was going to be a business owner or, or to open up a shop. Um, yeah. it was, a combination of a few things, um, with, you know, 
reconnecting with Kurt and, and teaching him how to tattoo out of a private studio. Um, and at the same time, my wife and I were getting ready to have our first child. And I just, I, I wanted to be able to put Kurt into an environment where he would, you know, be able to bloom. And I didn't think he'd be able to do it that greatly with a studio with locked doors. Sure. Um, sure. But I, looking back on it now, I think he would have done just fine. Um, but he's a stud. Uh, he is a stud. He's a yeah. I, he, he really, is, he's done the business justice. And I, you know, he put up with me for years teaching him, um, you know, it was not a quick apprenticeship. I, I definitely made him work for it, and I feel like he earned it. And 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 boom, he was busy and just you know had a had a natural talent for it. So it was it was really cool. But it was cool to be able to do this with him and and with Nicole as well. And and the three of us kind of just collaborate and open up this shop where we could just have our little corner and keep our heads down and do our thing and worry about ourselves. It's a, um, it's a very and, cool and, vibe in there, dude. You, you've created a culture in that shop where um, when we first came out here, we saw a lot because our area in New Hampshire where we came from, uh, a lot of really good tattoos, like a lot of yeah, really yeah. good artists and shit. And it's like, you know, I got tattooed at Ho- my first tattoo. I got done at Hobo's like, I, you know, it's like there's a lot <laughs> of like good, um, really good tattooing. And then we came out here, we saw a lot of not good tattoos and I was like nervous. And, sure. um, Val actually saw someone, she was working at a restaurant at the time and somebody came in with like pretty fresh outline of some, um, like Japanese work and it looked sick. And she was like, where'd you, you know, where'd you get that done? Um, and, and she told, and you had done it. And so we found the Instagram and kind of like went down the rabbit hole and, um, your, the shop is like a really cool, like mixture of like, uh, kind of like old school tattooing, but also like really sort of like boutique at the same time. It's like really, yeah. you guys have like, still have that edge where it's like tough, but it's very, um, like it's still like super artsy and, and cool and creative at the same time. Is that something you guys specifically, um, kind of like, we're like, did you have an idea of what you wanted the shop to be? I think one of the things we wanted it to, was to be, you know, uh, something that was for everybody and, and not to make a space that was intimidating to come into, yeah. um, you know, something that was welcoming for everybody. Cause I think anybody that, you know, especially back in the day going into a tattoo shop, like, you had no idea what you were walking into. You know? <laughs> Real uh, talk. Yeah. I, you, you know, uh, it, it, it's just, and where we are with our lives and what we're trying to do as, just as human beings, um, you know, I think, and the energy we're trying to put out, we were able to put that all into a tattoo shop. And, and, and the one thing we do get complimented on more than anything, I feel like is, is what you're saying, like the vibe that that place puts out and the, the energy that's there. Um, and that's exactly what we wanted. You know, I, I feel like the work speaks for itself there. And, and when people get a chance to actually come inside and be in that space, everybody kind of has like a moment where like this place has just got something going on. Um, and I love that. And I feel so blessed that we have a space that we're able to do that and just, and have that kind of, uh, you know, consistent energy going in there. Yeah. It's It's cool. It's cool to see. It's cool to be a part of, I feel like it's not, I don't feel like I own a tattoo shop. I feel like I'm a part of something with 
my friends with people, you know, oh, yeah, um, that's with people that I align with. There's no, um, especially now the crew that's in there now, it's just, it's, they're all just like fucking awesome human beings. And it's a really, uh, cool dynamic. You know, everybody's there for everybody on a, on a different level. Yeah. Um, and, and, then, and then there's like an artistic push there as well. And we wanted to make that environment too, where like, man, you can work on yourself and your art and, and, and push yourself in this, place you know the resources that we have and the experience you know um there's just so much available there yeah um, as far as like what what the artists have and, and what the artists offer uh, but as far as like the people coming in you know the clients off the street we just wanted to make something that was um you know different i didn't want to have that like tough guy tattoo shop and i didn't want to have like a spa you know, right. <laughs> but, <laughs> so in the middle, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a cool, it's a cool place. It's, I, I feel like it's hard to describe unless you've been in there, you know? No, it's, yeah, it's cool. It's funny. Cause you say you don't want like a tough guy thing, but two out of the, however many guys that, that work there and two of the owners are fucking trained at fighting. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> so that's like, it's hilarious to me. It's kind of like the warrior in the garden type thing, but that's exactly, <laughs> yeah, I, I love that band, and and it's like, it's is it true? Like, it's it seems to be like if you're in a band, it's like part of being able to be in the band is like if you can hang. Like, you got to be able to like be around those dudes or those people for like hours on end. And like with a shop like that, I feel like it's the same sort of deal where like someone could come in and be like knock knock out like insane artists, but if they're a fucking prick, it's like it's not even worth it. And it seems like you have like people who are sick artists and fucking rad people. So like that you get the best of both worlds. Yeah. And I, I, and you know, I feel like we've, we've had every, you know, our people come and go and people that, that have aligned with us and people that have not. And, and it's just slowly kind of spiraled itself into what it is now. Um, you know, bit by bit, the people that, you know, aren't on the same page that we are. They kind of just weed themselves out anyway, you know? Sure. Uh, and, and that's, I think that's kept that, you know, whatever that vibe consistent there for us. Super cool, man. Yeah. Like we walked in, I remember the first time we walked in, I was like, this is the spot that we're going to get fucking tattooed at. Like this is <laughs> while we're in Columbus, like this is where we're going to get fucking tattooed. Um, so kind of shifting gears from the tattoo stuff. I'd love to talk about the stuff that you've done with meditation. Um, yeah. I think that that's super rad. Um, and I, I know that you like teach a class and stuff. So, um, can, can you give me like kind of, the uh, the background on on what got you into meditation and when you say meditation, what that means to you. Yeah, um, so I think the the short story of that is I think I, I was always kind of just fascinated with um, Eastern philosophies throughout my life, um, and meditation was kind of like the core of a lot of them. Sure, um, but in in some form or another, it, it just didn't really click with me you know, especially throughout my youth, my teenage years and stuff, I, I, I was just wild. That wasn't, it, it, it was fascinating to me. I think maybe I liked like the imagery and the idea of what was going on, but I couldn't really, you know, grasp the concepts. Sure. Um, but it was always there. And then I think, you know, the older I got and, and just having a wild ride in life growing up and, and, um, 
I lost a lot of friends and I lost a lot of friends to, um, you know, overdoses and, and I lost a lot of friends, you know, going to jail and they lost good chunks of their life just being locked up. And it, it was weird to see all that stuff happen. I had nothing, no coping mechanism sure. in, in my, in my life, you know, I was using alcohol and drugs and you know, the, that typical, you know, story. Yeah. Um, but as we know, that doesn't do anything, <laughs> yeah. it, it, you know, it makes it worse. Sure. Um, and, it, you know, I think what, what happened to me was I, I hit my low. I hit the very, very bottom where I had just like nothing. Um, and I, I had like no friends and I, I had left town. I squatted and I was just traveling around. Um, and I was spending so much time by myself. I was just thinking and thinking. And I think it, it turned into a form of meditation after a while, just I kind of just like blank out for a while, okay. you know, a, a good, a good couple months there and just was processing things without being in the environment that was causing them. Sure. And coming back and just slowly maybe getting my life together bit by bit and knowing those things from being interested in them earlier on in life. Um, it just, it just never seemed obtainable. And then, you know, if we fast forward a few years and I started having kids when I had my first son I just I had one of those moments where the world was just not the same anymore mm-hmm. and I, I felt like I needed to better myself to better the world so that this child could grow up you know sure. things that I didn't have or in the world that I want him to grow up in yeah um in, in some form or another and you know I started reflecting more and more and it, it turned into meditation and then once I realized what I was doing, I started reading some books, um, you know, Buddhist-based um, books on meditation, and it just, everything kind of just clicked. It was like, man, I, it was, it's like how I feel about things naturally, and just why I didn't get it before, I have no idea. Um, but I started just putting in the time of just, like, sitting, and I already was one to sit and contemplate and then to be by myself already. I was comfortable in that Mm -hmm. setting. Um, So it was kind of a natural transition to really learn how to meditate and not like on a spiritual level. You know, I say Buddhist and I think people think, you know, religion and to me, it's more of a, a way to live your life, not a a belief system. It's a a code of conduct almost, you know, sure. Um, Acknowledging yourself and, where you're at in your life, you know, just being cool with, with life and, and working on yourself. Those are the things that are super important. And, and so for me to meditate, like I, I, I sit and I clear my mind, not by like not thinking, but I, I focus on my breath and I kind of just learn to let things go and I fall into a pattern with my breath. And that's what I really teach is just, you know, to zone out on, on your breath alone. That, that's your sole focus. Everything else that comes and goes, you just let it go. You know, you, you're not attaching to those thoughts. And you start realizing that those thoughts are just kind of nonsense anyway. You know, the jumbled shit in our heads that <laughs> bubbles up. And, you know, it's, it's crazy when you really think about it. Yeah. But people attach themselves to those narratives. And, and, and then you believe a lot of those. You know, it's like arguing with that person when you're in the shower and nobody's there. You know, you're in the argument, <laughs> but you don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, you're making a story in your head, and but you get yourself so worked up that you actually believe those things. Yeah, and that's obviously just like one example. But to be able to learn to 
detach yourself from that and, and stop that train of thought and just reset. That was so huge for me in my life and being, you know, just caught up in the traumas of things. Um, and, and not having like a belief in a God or, a, you know, any of that kind of stuff. I just, it, that still doesn't click with me. I feel like working on your self in this life or whatever this is, is, is the most important thing you can be doing. And I think learning how to reset and just stop all that by meditating and finding your breath is kind of like the first step. Sure. Yeah. I, I actually, you say like uh, focusing on your breath and letting stuff like pass through type thing, like just let the thoughts like kind of come and go. And I remember I talked to a, like this was a therapist like years and years and years ago. Um, and she was talking about how like the best way, like a way that's helped her um, like, get into a meditative state or that focus or lack thereof, whichever way you want to look at it is go outside and look at the sky and let the clouds come into your vision and out of your vision as they pass by, but don't follow them with your head. So you kind of like, you know, great example. Yeah. You kind of learn to like see them, acknowledge them that they're there and then let them keep going. Um, It's really difficult. That is like meditation is something that's very difficult for me. But I I do enjoy the challenge of it. I used to do it every morning for quite some time, and I kind of go in and out of phases of it. Um, did did you like? You know, obviously, when you were younger, you're saying it wasn't necessarily something that was easy for you. But um, was it something that came natural after you kind of like found your niche with it? Like after you found figured out like how to do it, or is it something that? Because I've never gone into it that deeply, where it's something that I really really do all the time for long periods of time um is it something you kind of still like push yourself to work on or is it kind of like once you got it you got it type of thing no i mean i think that it's there's still you know struggles involved i think what really did it for me was was just pursuing it on an interest level and reading about you know just all these different ways to meditate and and different outcomes and different situations and all those kinds of things and, and finding something that kind of like clicked and resonated with me specifically. I, I always had that like, Oh man, I can't, my brain is just racing all over. I can't stop. I can't, I can't sit still. And, um, you know, over time it's just like practicing anything else. It, it, it can be super frustrating and really discouraging. And I think that's what there's like a misconception with meditation about what's going to happen, you know, and, and I think it's very discouraging because people don't have, they don't meet those markers or whatever of what they think is going to happen. Um, meditation can be extremely uncomfortable and extremely difficult at times, especially for us that have active brains, um, overactive brains, you know. Um, but it's, it's using your willpower and learning to actually concentrate, which I feel like those are two things that we're never taught you know no one teaches you how to concentrate they just tell you pay attention um <laughs> right yeah, i mean no, that's and, so true. And, and we're in a culture where we're taught to multitask where it's good to be able to do five things at once and i think that's horrible yeah in my you know i'm very much a one thing at a time kind of a person and and i just it, it, it makes things easy it's simple you know and I, I i'm able to put myself fully into something instead of you know, I feel like if you're doing 30 things, you can only put so much energy that you have and you only have so much energy to put around anyway, you know? Yeah. And so to learn to like 
focus, to learn to push yourself through those uncomfortable moments, um, to learn how to concentrate. Um, it's just, it's, it's difficult work, but man, the benefits are, are unbelievable when you can do that. I, I, I go through spells too, where I'll, I'll be able to sit for 45 minutes and then I'll have days where like sitting for three minutes is torture. Oh, it's, wow. it's all over the place. Really? Um, but, the, but there's always something there, you know? Um, and, and you learn those, you know, uh, being, a, for example, I, I was a very angry and stressed out person and I've learned to acknowledge those feelings because I've sat with myself for so long that I know what it feels like to be about to feel those things. Um, instead of just being like a loose cannon and rolling with it, I'm able to be like, Oh damn. Okay. Hold on a minute. I need to like reset. Um, and even if I can take just like a, it's worth it. You know, that's what I've learned from all of that. Yeah. So it teaches you to like, you kind of like learn yourself better because you're sitting around just like what, there's a book. Oh, what the fuck is it called? It's like wherever you are, there you are, there you are something like something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fight. Dude, it's sat in my, uh, actually a lady who used to tattoo me like years and years of fucking probably 15 fucking years ago, gave that to me. Uh, and it just sat in my car forever. And I used to look at it. I never read it, but I remember her explaining it to me and I'd look at it and I'd get like this feeling of like, Oh, I get it. <laughs> just by like looking right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just by looking at the cover, be like, Oh, I, I guess I fucking understand what that is, you know? And then as you get older, it's like, I don't know a fucking thing. Um, I don't know fucking anything. Yeah. So I, I think that that's really cool with the, um, you know, I hadn't really thought of that where it's like, doing that stuff you can learn about yourself so when you do start to feel those feelings of anxiety or anger or stress like you can you have the a better ability to recognize it and like the tools in your toolbox to kind of take those breaths and and let those thoughts go do you find yourself like because you're obviously you know obviously it's something you practice do you find yourself uh you know with the business or relationships or art or whatever like the meditation helps you like in those times, like specifically you can use those skills for those times. For sure. Yeah. And there's plenty of time to escape. Me also, <laughs> <laughs> we're all human and it's, it's, it's good to have that skill set. And there are times where it is, I'm able to acknowledge what's happening and then just, you know, again, I'm a human being, I make mistakes just like everybody else does. And, you know, it's easy to let your emotions get the best of you. Um, I have two young children and I think it's crazy sometimes with, with the two of them, you know, and it, it's, you feel extremely overwhelmed and I definitely forget a lot of my <laughs> meditation <laughs> skill sets when, when it, when shit gets heavy with them, you know? Sure. Um, you're, you're teaching, you're teaching this as well too, right? You have classes that I, you do. I do. Yeah. I, I've taught for a couple of years now. I used to teach an actual like class on meditating where we taught, you know, just different techniques, different breath work, different styles, um, to try and help people find that thing that works best for them. Um, now I teach, um, at a, at a, like a wellness spa. They have a dedicated space for meditation there. Mm -hmm. Um, so on the week, weekends I lead meditations there and it is, it's, it's breath work. It's, you know, letting things go. It's, it's being in the moment, being aware of being in the moment. Um, and not being caught up in the future or worried about the past, uh, you know, just 
letting things go, just being being yourself, being okay for a moment, and learning how to do that. Uh, you know, I, I feel extremely fortunate to be able to share that kind of stuff with people, even if it, I, even if people don't think it helps. You know, I feel like it plants a seed at least somewhere where you, you're taking something that is beneficial to yourself, where you can better yourself as a human in some form. Because uh, fuck, we need that. Yeah, for sure. I do you think that um, like running those classes and stuff like I know for me, like with, you know, I relate everything to fucking powerlifting because I'm a meathead. But um, with (laughs) with with coaching, like it helps me like me teaching people the different aspects of like why this squat look fucked up or why you fucked up your training here or whatever helps kind of like for me reiterate things in my head like that I should know already. But keep those same totally. habits. Is it the same thing with, with the meditation in the classes? Yeah, absolutely. I think doing those, like I, I just, I have to be very aware of what I'm saying and what I'm doing. Um, and it's like one of those kind of like lead the room situations as well. Um, and it just, it, it does something for me every single time where it's like, Oh man, like there's a reason that I'm doing this. I feel like it's just something that is, natural for me to explain to other people how to do this. Um, and it's just been like a, a really cool evolution over the past couple of years to be able to teach and lead, um, because it has definitely benefited my life wildly. And it gives me a dedicated time to also sit, you know, and be <laughs> yeah. with that also, um, where, you know, my, my life is pretty crazy schedule wise. Um, just with kids and the shop and school and activities, you know. Sure. Um, so to have a dedicated time where I know I'm also going to be able to 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 sit and 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 enjoy that that that's super important to me as well. Yeah, it's already like it's like pre-blocked off for you. Like exactly. You're gonna like yeah. get that. <laughs> it's like in the Google Calendar that you're gonna fucking have that hour or whatever it is. Um, yeah. That's cool, man. Do you? Um, as far as like the, the ease, you said you were really into like the Eastern stuff. Do you think like, is that why you're so into like, which one led to which, like did the meditative and I don't want to say spirituality, but that aspect of that stuff lead you to the more Eastern like art or did the art lead you to the, like, which came first with those? Cause it's pretty obvious. Like even like around your state, when I was getting my head tattooed the other day and I was in the shop. We were like right near your spot and you can see like, obviously you love that artwork and um, it's obviously a big influence for you. So like, which came first? Like, which one did you find first? Wow. That's a good, I, I mean, I'm, I'm like thinking going back in my head of like when I really, when the art clicked with me, um, and it, it was like, even at a young age, my dad had traveled all over the world when he was, you know, before he had had, uh, me and my sister, and he collected a ton of artwork, and he um, went to Japan pretty frequently. And so we had this stuff at our house, you know, as mm-hmm. a child, some you know, just very traditional Japanese art. And I, I can I can picture it in my head now as a child, just seeing it and looking at it, and kind of getting lost in it. Um, so the influence for the art, I think, definitely is what led me down the path for you know, both my tattoo career and my meditation. I'd say in the past couple of years though, um, quite possibly, yeah, that the tattooing might've definitely led into a lot more of, um, 
the meditation path for me and the, you know, the Buddhist influences that I had. A lot of that was like subject matter that I was tattooing um, or something like the Tibetan stuff. I get to do that a lot too. And um, looking into the meanings of those things and stuff and just being like, damn, that's so cool. Or, you know, bam, it totally clicks. Like that makes sense. Um, they both just carried each other through the past few years. I feel like. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's real cool. Like when it like, all kind of makes sense. You sit there and you're like, Oh, well it makes sense. Like at least my, my taste is consistent, you know, like, like, I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I got my waves, you know, I got <laughs> especially like the, you know, the early years in tattooing, I was all over the place. I did not think at all that I would end up where I am. I always wanted to do big tattoos and obviously, you know, Japanese body suits, they kind of go hand in hand. Sure. Um, but it just, you know, it just seems so uh, unattainable. I, did, I never thought that I, I would be doing what I'm doing. Um, well, what was popping then? Like, what was, like, when you were first tattooing, like, what was it? Was that tribal time? Or was that, like, was... What? No, that was kind of the end of that. Um, I, I want to say, I mean, New School was really, really, really prominent then. The big, bold, chunky lines and, yeah. and cartoony stuff, the color bomb. Graffiti um, stuff. And, and yeah, yeah, the graffiti influence stuff. That was really, really heavy. Um, and then, you know, we, we called it neo-traditional. I feel like that's been like six different things since I started tattooing. I'm not sure what it is anymore. No shit. Um, yeah, yeah. I understand because you can like that umbrella is so big. Right. It, it was something very specific at first. Like it was like new traditional. It was like the, <laughs> the, the traditional application um, with a little bit of more stylized artistic drawing. Now I, I, I'm not sure what, I, I don't even want to try to define what it is. Cause I'll probably make somebody upset. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, it was, so right off rip, like, so that's cool, man, that you didn't have like a thing, like, because it seems like there's a few things that are like, timeless right so like traditional like americana tattoos are fucking timeless they're those yeah, are they're for, safe too. forever yeah like they're sick like and they're forever gonna be cool to to most people and i feel like it's the same thing sort of with like the japanese influence stuff where it's like it's fucking timeless because it's been around for so long and the art form is so like dialed in. Um, yeah, it's tried and true. It's, it works and, and people know it works and it'll last a lifetime. And that stuff's like, you can see that. <laughs> Probably really uh, obvious when you fuck it up though. <laughs> yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like if somebody's, <laughs> if somebody's bad at it, it's like, probably pretty obvious yeah <laughs> because it's been around so long it's like if someone uh i'm not as familiar it's all there it's all there how did you fuck this up right? <laughs> yeah. yeah like i don't know as much about the japanese stuff but as far as like americana it's like you know if you see the like the eagle with the flag like you know if somebody fucked it up you can look at right. it and go that dude fucked that up you know what i mean and i'm assuming it's yeah. the same thing if you do a big koi piece or something i'm sure there's certain rules or whatever so um that's really rad man i i fucking love your story dude i think it's so cool and uh it's, it's wild because it's like i had little bullet points in my head about stuff i wanted to bring up but you have <laughs> such a cool story i'd like we won't even have time to get to them so um 
but yeah, we'll have to do it again sometime. Yes, absolutely, dude. I'd love to have you on again. Uh, we're rolling into like right around 45 minutes. I ask the same question at the end of every podcast. I think it's important. Um, personal development is huge. I think if you're the same person this year that you were last year, you're fucking snoozing. You should be evolving. Um, so if you could go back, you've obviously had a pretty, you know, you've had a lot of experiences in your life. You've worked all over the place. You've traveled and you've had, you know, all these different things. Um, if you could go back to maybe like a 20 year old Kevin or, you know, you know, early twenties, like, and give yourself like slip yourself a note with a piece of advice on it. What would you say? It could be art related. It could be life related. Like what's the piece of advice you'd give yourself? Man. Yeah. So looking back at a 20 year old me, what I would tell myself, you probably wouldn't have listened, but I I wouldn't have, you know, (laughs) but I think one of the things it it, it kind of ties into the the meditation and the stuff that I, that I teach also like learning, learning to be okay with yourself and learning to be fully yourself without any restrictions to be that person without worrying what anybody's going to think about you. Um, that's the most important thing to do to work on yourself without, you know, having to worry about, what somebody's going to think about what you're going to become because at the end of the day, it's just you there. Fucking right, dude. That's powerful. I love that. Um, that's a great answer. Uh, so dude, thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate it. Do you want to give out social media so people can check out you in the shop? Yeah, for sure. My personal one is, uh, at Kevin stress. The shop is at Enzo underscore tattoo. And my meditation one is at Enzo Meditation Society. And it's Enzo, E-N-S-O, not E-N-Z-O. Perfect, man. And so uh, you're very booked. I know that you, you're uh, you're booked out for tattoos, correct? That is correct, yeah. You are. Yeah. So I'm don't, not, so don't, don't think, email. <laughs> don't, blow <up> his, <laughs> don't blow up his fucking DMs. Don't do the thing. Just Just follow him and look at the cool shit that he posts. Because he's booked. <laughs> he's booked out. Well, shit, man. Thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, guys, oh, yeah, I, dude. Thank you so much. I apologize if I was rambling. No, I love it, man. That, that makes my job easier. Uh, that's all we got for today, guys. If you want to follow me, my personal page is uh, AnthonyCW13. The trigger warning page is trigger underscore warning underscore conjugate for all your snapback and mental Monday needs. That's all we got for today. Thanks again for listening to the TWC Stay Hated podcast. And as always... Stay hated, motherfuckers.